and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is a change of plans. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you've got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y, creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Well, a lot has happened since I've been gone. For those of you who've been paying very close attention, you'll wonder to yourself, weren't you supposed to be back on last week? And the answer is yes. Yes, I was. And that didn't happen. And I'm very sorry about that. But here I am, back again to give you guys an update on what has happened in basically the last month. So, a lot has changed. And it's unfortunate. And I'm not happy about it. But here we are. And I'm going to tell you the story the way it happened, in the order that it happened, so you can experience it the way I experienced it. So I am driving to Michigan with my wife and my son, and we are in the car for seven hours. And about hour six and a half, I get a phone call from my broker. And he says, uh, Colin, give me a call back. I think there might be some trouble in the waters. So they're going, oh, what is this? And then I call him back, and he says, I think we may have a problem. And it seemed at the time, there wasn't really, we didn't really have a, a definite answer, but it had seemed at the time that there was a new partner that had come out of the woodworks for the sale of the building. Now, this has all been brought on by the morning, that morning before I had left, I'd called him and said, hey, can you check into this? We were supposed to get the signed paperwork back two days ago and I haven't seen it yet. So can you just check to make sure they got it for us? And so when he called me back, I thought it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, I got the signed paperwork and we're all good to go, but it was not. Apparently, there was a partner who has come out of the woodwork, never before mentioned, and that partner doesn't want to sell. Well, this is obviously a big problem. For those of you who know contract law, when an offer is made and the other party accepts that offer, the contract is in effect from that point that that second party accepts. So when the we had put in an offer and then they had countered and we'd accepted their offer, that should have been when the contract went into effect. But the problem is that if there is not a part, if that other partner doesn't agree to sell, then the original offer that they had made originally wasn't valid in the first place. And now we're in trouble. Well, <clears throat> obviously this is a problem. I'm on my way to a wedding. I'm going to be gone in a different state. And I'm going to be in, uh, and unable to be able to be kind of to solve this problem. So I basically said, can you just talk with them, confirm with them? He said, yeah, I spoke with the broker. The guy that wants to sell, the partner that wants to sell is going to spend some time trying to convince the other partner to sell. We'll get back to you. So, I'm like, so we're in this weird limbo state. It's so frustrating. We're in this weird limbo state all over the weekend. Um, I did eventually was able to, the, that next night to get a hold of the current landlords at the place we're currently renting. Uh, they were very polite, kind, and helpful, and they said, you know, we can, I, I asked, can we get a month extension? Uh, even if the sale goes through or whatever, we'll still pay for the month, even if we move out early, just because we'd like to have the insurance in case this falls through. At the time, I was still pretty hopeful, and remember, that was January, not January, that was July 10th, right? So that was a long time before the end of the month. They said, sure, we don't have any problem with that. I said, you know, it, do you have anybody lined up for us even after that point? And they said, not at the moment, and we won't actively look to line someone up until we get more information, so please keep us uh, in, you know, in, in line with this. And so 
I walked out of the weekend. You know, we went to the wedding. I tried to enjoy myself, tried to ignore it. I knew that we had a problem, and I knew that it was not going to be a problem that was likely to easily solve. And I also knew there was a problem that I couldn't necessarily do anything to solve, right? If, the, if one of the partners doesn't want to sell, I can't, like, go make them sell. I'm not the government. So what ended up happening was we got the, the lease extended on the old place, and that gave me a little peace of mind that we weren't going to be kicked out, you know, as the time, second I got back from vacation. And so what ends up happening is, is that I get basically hear back from Kyle on my way back. That's that next Monday. And he basically says, yeah, we, we let them talk. They got back to us and the deal's basically shot down. So I have three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that I am back in town before I leave for a pre-scheduled 10 day vacation in the middle of nowhere with no internet or cell phone. Could not have been worse timing. Um, so I get back that Monday night. I'd driven seven hours that Monday. I get back. We put James down to bed. I say, Leah, I got to go start looking. And she goes, I do what you got to do. I understand. And uh, she's, been, she's been a trooper throughout all of this because I have been frustrated and a bit of a crazy person in light of all of what's happened because, I mean, you guys listened to the podcast. You guys know I, I loved that building. This was the perfect building. I was sure that this was God's plan. I was very disappointed when it didn't happen. Um, so I get in the car Monday night and I go drive until it's dark and I can't see anything. And I go drive through Mayville, which is nearby, or through all of Horicon's buildings. I drive through Juno the next day. I drive through Beaver Dam, Wapon, and every, every town within, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of my house. And I just start frantically writing down buildings, the addresses of buildings that look empty or vacant. Um, any building, even if it doesn't have a for sale sign that looks like it might be an eligible spot for us. I'm sending them all to my broker. Um, it didn't get as, as a aggressive of a response as I was hoping. He was helpful. Um, for full transparency, I definitely called a bunch of other brokers and also put them on this project. Um, and there's another broker that we've, I've been working with who I think is actually a little bit better at this project. He's a little more dedicated to, I think, finding us a solution. But regardless, that aside, we ended up not really finding anything that was good. I toured a building. I got a ton of information on a bunch of other buildings in the area. So I'm heading into to, to Lake Powell where we're headed for this vacation with two possible buildings that are way more expensive, almost twice as expensive as what I wanted to spend and way bigger than we needed and not in a great location. And they each have their own problems. One of them would need electrical. One of them, the building, they had literally cut the electrical power physically to the building, right? So there's no wires that lead into the building. Well, it's not a good sign to start with. That, that sounds like building abandonment to me. I've never heard of that happening. But beyond that, it also strikes me as, I mean, it dawned on me that it's like, well, they're going to have to do permitting to put the electrical back into the building. And that's going to take time and it's going to take its own problems. So as far as our timeline goes, it's not necessarily going to be ready for us. The other building was a good building, but it wasn't zoned for the industrial use we were going to use it for. And so it'd have to get rezoned or we'd have to get a variant. And I think all of those issues painted a backdrop for this problem because even the good options were bad 
So I go out to Powell. I basically say, keep looking, Kyle, keep hammering on this, do your best. And I said that same thing to all of my other realtors that I've kind of put on this project. And I got to Powell. There's no cell service. I turned off my phone. All the way off. It was great. Oh, it was so great. I got to do that more often. I think I had it off at that point for four days, five days, just completely off. It was perfect. Every time I go on vacation, I'm going to turn off my cell phone. It's like, it's so much better. Eventually, I had a wonderful conversation with my father and my mother. And to be completely honest, for full transparency, if we couldn't borrow the full amount of the money from the bank, they would probably be the people we'd go to to borrow from the rest of it. And, I mean, they don't have extensive ability to lend. Like, that's not, I mean, there's, we, we have very real limitations in this process, but I think that they have, they have supported us in this business since its beginning. They've been encouraging. They've been very, very, uh, they've been good for ideas. Um, and in our most desperate hour, when we were very, very, very much in trouble, they put up a little bit, a couple of thousand dollars. It wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount, but they put a couple of thousand dollars up for collateral on a line of credit that we originally established. Now, it's been fully paid back to them, and I'm incredibly grateful for their, their, uh, their help in that process and during that, that time. But this would be a different matter entirely. This isn't borrowing a few thousand dollars. This isn't borrowing a used car you know, payment on that from them. This is borrowing, in many cases, in this particular instance, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's not the kind of money that people just have lying around. So I laid out to them all of the problems. I kind of explained all of the buildings. I, I walked through all of the options with them that were present. And I explained to them that I wasn't really excited about any of the particular options. And I didn't think we had a lot of good options. But I also... Um, we, we, staying where we are, we're at is not really an option. We have to move somewhere. And so, you know, what I, I wanted to get their thoughts. Now, my father wisely, we ended up talking about this later in the evening, and he had a very wise attitude towards this, which was the people that were going to sell you the building, they don't want to sell you the building. And they've told, they told us this, actually. So I may have missed this earlier in the story. They said that they didn't want to sell the building to us because they might need the land in five to ten years. So they would bulldoze that building and build something new because their company is next door. Well, on a, as, to continue the aside, I think that's such a tragedy because it's such a perfect building and it's like to bulldoze it. It's a perfectly good building. I, anyway, I digress. However, they had mentioned that they might be open to leasing, right? So my father came back to me when we were talking about this and he said, you should approach them about a lease. And... He mentioned that although commercial leases are normally three to five years, it's very rare to have anything shorter than that. Because of the way that these people want to potentially tear this building down and build on that property in the near future, they may be open to basically one-year leases at a time and having a couple of back-to-back one-year leases that are all that allows them with notice at the end of each year to give us the boot, and then they can do what they want with the property. But it actually, and he said, you know, if you've got a year lease in this building, even though there's going to be a couple of 10,000, you know, there's going to be probably twenty to $30,000 of sunk cost in, in lease that you're not going to get back. A, you got to take that as a business expense for now, which will help. 
And once you buy a building, you no longer get to take it as a business expense. What you pay on it, you have to take whatever the IRS grants you the ability to take. You have to pay off the amortization um, schedule, which was something I didn't know. And I had to, I've done more research and it seems like buying a building is less of a tax advantage structure than I'd like it to be. But that's beside the point. So he said, they may be open to doing this lease. And he said, you know, with all of the buildings that you've showed us, and he's absolutely correct about this, you're going to spend $25,000 in between property taxes, moving expenses, and the basic, basic renovations you're going to need to do to get the building in any sort of working condition. You're going to have $25,000 of sunk cost that's not going to really be an asset appreciation expense the entire, you know, at all. So you're either going to spend and lock yourself into a lot of money for a long time in a building that's not really ideal and spend $25,000 in sunk costs or $30,000. Or you can try to set up for a one-year lease with these people for the same amount of money. Take it as a full business expense. Makes it a lot easier for you. It'll solve our main problem, which is Christmas, right? Because we've got to get the new building, whatever building, we have to get the new building set up. We have to get hired people hired. We have to get new machines in and we have to buy a lot more inventory and put that in the building all before Christmas. So. For those of you who are going, well, it's August or July. Why are you, you know, so worried about Christmas? It's like, we have to do it now. We got like a limited amount of time. And when what we're hearing in the hiring market about how hard it is to find good people to hire right now, I am gravely concerned about that because we need skilled people who are hard workers and, and are willing to do, um, you know, the job and do it well. And that's something that um, it seems like that's in short supply, even if you pay well, which we do. But besides the point, we, um, we would potentially set up this lease. And then once the lease was set up, we would then have a year functionally to either continue to look in the market for something that's better or more appropriate. Or at that point, we could maybe use like a build to suit option. You know, there's a lot of companies out there in this area that do that, where they buy a bunch of land, mostly empty farmland. They get it rezoned for commercial. And then you approach them and say, this is the building I want to build. They pay to build it. And then you buy it from them. Right. We may end up doing that. I don't know. There's a lot of research that has to go into that particular problem, but I would love to build a building still. That'd be really cute. We could do a lot of cool things with the building. Anyway, all things considered, that is a better option. So I get back, talk it over with Kyle. He writes up the lease agreement, or well, I should say the lease proposal. We send it over. That was last Thursday. And we haven't heard back yet. So I've really got to be hammering right now into option B and plan B if that doesn't work out. And at this point, we're on like, I think this is real. It's not plan B. It's, it's like plan J. I mean, like we have gone through so many different steps and processes. We have gone through so many different options and I have done so much research. And I am just so frustrated that that one partner killed the deal at the last minute and how it did not come up until that point because they screwed us over in a big way. Because if they would have told us and done the research themselves internally to see if they still wanted to sell this building, when we first brought up, when we first toured the building at the end of June, and they would have said, actually, we don't want to sell, we would have had the month. We would have had more time. Now, that would have necessarily meant that we had more options, but it's an interesting problem. Anyway, <clears throat> beside that, there is... Other things working in the background with these other realtors that I've got where they have some buildings that might not be for sale yet, but they're going to the people who own the buildings and they're asking about them. One of those might pan out. There's a couple of good options I really like if they did pan out potentially. But either way, 
plans have to change. And I don't like it. Just, I'm going to just shoot straight with you. I do not like it. I do not like the situation that we are in. I do not like the fact that all of my employees moved last weekend to the area that they were supposed to have the building in. Seriously, all of the employees moved from where they were living in Milwaukee an hour away to near our house because up, up by the end of June, at the end of June, we said, look, we have this offer for this building. They've accepted it. We're basically ready to go. Um, our move-in date's going to be the beginning of August. And so they're all like, perfect. We'll end our leases with our landlords and we'll get moved into the new location. So now they've got to drive, in many cases, 45 minutes to the old workshop. And I feel bad about that. I genuinely feel, that, feel bad that this is a situation that my employees have been in and aren't because I don't want this. I want to buy that building, that beautiful building that's been empty, that's perfectly designed for us, that they're going to tear down maybe in five years to build a new building rather than taking the money I was going to pay them now and buying more land next door that, I mean, anyway, I, I don't need to defend it to you guys. I'm sure anybody who's out there sitting there thinking to themselves, hmm, I wonder what the best choice would be. I, I can't imagine that these people are, are, are thinking this through. Mostly, if I had to guess, I really think the big issue with it is that they're looking at the money that I was going to pay them and they're going to sit there and say, what the heck are we going to do with this cash money, right? Because anybody in their right mind who's looking at the current inflationary period, who's looking at the economy as a whole, is going, the last thing I want is cash right now because it's going to be worthless very shortly. And I could go into a whole political rant about how that is a bad, bad thing for the country, but I'm not going to do that. There's plenty of people out there that do that for me, so feel free to take a look and, you know, figure that out yourself. But what I'm going to say to finish this up, because I'm getting a little... We have to be dynamic. We have to change the plans. The plans have moved underneath us. We have to come up with a better option. We have to come up with a better option fast, and we've got to execute. And I can't spend too much time, you know, crying over spilt milk and being upset that this didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. And I instead have to focus on fixing the problem, because unless we fix this problem, it will get worse and worse and worse. And a lot of our other problems, a lot of the other problems the company is having right now, from production delays to the, even things like our social media, I have whole cool plans for what I want to do with our social media. Once we get into a new building that we have ourselves and we can do a lot more space and hire a lot more people and we can do a lot more behind the scenes and a lot of cool stuff. All of those symptoms are a symptom of the bigger problem, which is the fact that we have to get out of our current building and into an appropriate space. And that has not happened yet. But it has to happen. And so I'll find a solution. Because that's what it means to run a small business. It's that your job is to find the solution. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning back in. Uh, be sure to check back in next Thursday for our topic, uh, our next topic, and uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified as soon as we post new stuff. We post every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's our hope. Uh, but be sure to hit that notification bell so you get notified in case we're a little off schedule. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal folio, accessory, tech case, anything we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow in your community. Uh, both a review on the podcast, whatever app you're listening on, but also a review on the product. You can go to murdercreative.co slash reviews to read all of our amazing reviews. There's a button there that'll say, leave a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdercreative.co slash reviews. And it says, do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes, and you can write your wonderful review. We love them. We read them. We put them on the wall. They are so encouraging. It's a big part of my, my day. So appreciate that when you guys do that. If for whatever reason you'd leave a bad review, there's another button there. Gets you directly in contact with us. Whatever the reason, whatever, you know, would cause you to leave a bad review, please, please give us an opportunity to make it right. 
It means the world to me that everybody has a good experience with the company. And so we will do anything and everything that is in our power to fix the problem, whatever that is. So please, please, before you leave us a bad review, give us an opportunity to do that. Uh, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the company. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about everything. Uh, and so if you're going to tell your friends about it, you want a little something for that, go to our website, murdycreative.co. In the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little button that says rewards. You click on that. You sign in. When you're logged into the company, uh, when you make a purchase, you get 5% back as in-store credit that you can spend on anything. Uh, and that stacks and you can keep using it. It's great. But also, there's a shareable link there. If you share that with your friends and family, they get $5 off their first purchase and you get $5 of in-store credit. So it's a little bit of a great way for uh, you to share, get something for it, and it helps us immensely. So please definitely check that out. You have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything. So definitely send me podcast topics and uh, I'll be happy to go into it if I can. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell uh, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, we have bulk discounts built into our cart. So if you just want to add whatever you want, it's mix and match. It's based off the total cart quantity. So you can get one of five things or five of one thing. Um, and then you can get your bulk discount. As you buy more things, that bulk discount goes up if you don't exactly have a specific quantity in mind, but you want to uh, maybe strategize using the bulk discounts a little bit and you might go to a higher tier for a better discount. Feel free to reach out to us and ask us about it. S-A-L-E-S, -E sales at murdycreative.co. Send us an email there. Uh, we'll happy to talk through what the bulk discount structure is and obviously help strategize with you on the best way to get the most out of your purchase. Uh, if you're looking for a custom engraved item, we do custom engravings with no minimum order quantity and uh, no setup fees. It's just a flat fee, normally $15, and we can custom engrave all of our products. So if, uh, if you're interested in getting custom engraved sunglass case, even we can do that. Just send us your design, S-A-L-E-S, at birdiecreative.co, attach that. Uh, black and white designs are the best. If you can reach out to us with any questions or details, we'll be happy to go over that, but we'll create a free mock-up for you and a custom order link you can use to purchase. And the bulk discount does apply to those items as well. So if you're a company and you're going to get, I don't know, 30 of them or 100 of them or whatever, uh, that bulk discount, uh, that, that, that per unit fee of $15 is actually pre-discount. So it can actually be quite a bit less uh, if you're going to get something customized. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. And goodbye.